0: Thanks for pressing play on the Third Shift Entrepreneur podcast, where we teach you how to build your dream job while keeping your day job. I'm the show's executive producer and co-host, Iron Mike Stedman, a third shift entrepreneur with a knack for boxing, social impact, and podcasting. In this episode, Todd and I discuss the difference between climbing ladders versus hopping lily pads. Our mental model has been one of accrual and must shift to one of alignment. Happiness is about alignment, not achievement. And once we have alignment, work equals play. No more excuses. It's time to get to work. Let's go.
1: Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning into the Third Shift Entrepreneur Podcast. This is Todd Connor, and we're talking about how do you start businesses without having to quit your day job and put yourself at risk financially and otherwise you don't have to. And we've seen hundreds of entrepreneurs that have started businesses from the place that they're at with the resources that they've got, with the jobs that they've got. And we're gonna keep talking about how you can do this for your own self in your own life. And I'm here with my colleague, my friend, my brother, Mike Steadman. Hey, Mike, what's going on, buddy? What's going on,
0: Todd? Excited to be here, man. I enjoy our conversations. Um, really hope hoping to help, you
1: know, our listeners out there achieve their dreams. Yeah, it is kind of that big. I mean, achieve your dreams. I mean, I, I think, the challenge of starting a business is I think a lot of us don't really have a good mental model for how we actually get after this. And I'm not talking about how do you raise, you know, venture capital or, or run a crowdfunding campaign. I'm talking about like the early stuff, you know, like you're sitting on your couch, you're feeling like it's not broken, but it's not exactly what you hoped your life would look like. It's that subliminal space that is just feeling like, Hmm, it's not bad, but it's not great. And, what I want people to do if you're in that space is to realize like you can do more and you should do more and doing more doesn't have to mean some crazy radical, you know, scheme to quit your job and cash out all your bank accounts or it doesn't have to mean doing something outrageous and it doesn't have to mean getting picked to go on shark tank. It can look like, and it almost always does, small innovations, small initiatives, micro movements, you know, to make something better from the place that you're at. You know, it's it's creating a minimum viable experience, a minimum viable product, and putting it out there and just seeing what the reaction is. You know, you want to open a restaurant, offer to cook some, you know, dinner on a Friday night and be like, hey, I've only got 10 spots. It's 50 bucks each, but you know, click here if you want to be one of the 10. You know, that's like the beginning of how you build a restaurant. It can be, right? It doesn't have to look more expensive than that. So Starting small is is what we're excited about. And it's stuff that Mike, you and I have done in our lives. And you know, we're eager to make this relevant for more people, see more people starting stuff. If you got a dream, let's let's find a way to bring it to life. Yeah. And today's topic,
0: we're actually talking about the difference between climbing ladders versus uh hopping lily pads. You want to go ahead and expand upon that for our well, audience?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let me give you a mental model. And this could be, you know, climbing mountains versus um You know nailing parachute landings um i think when we talk about career and mike you and i have had these conversations offline but you know we're presented with this idea that like you know if you ask someone like what their goals are for their professional future most of us talk in terms of like moving up and moving to the right you know if you're looking at a chart it's like i want to go bigger you know higher and more Is kind of like our framework. Um, And we kind of think that, you know, career success is like more promotions, moving towards the top, um, getting straight A's. It's these things that are kind of generalized in terms of what we think that we need to be successful. Um, And actually, I want to give an alternative framework. And that's what I call like climbing ladders. You know, we kind of think of it as like moving up. You know, like I'm getting close to people that are successful at the thing that I want to be good at. Um and that's one way to think about it, but there is a point in our careers at which being generally good is not nearly as powerful as being specifically needed. You know, generally good is not nearly as powerful as being specifically needed. Um and there's, you know, literature that gets into you know, how this, you know, sort of speaks to like gender dynamics as well. I was on a webcast the other day. We were talking about this, this notion for women of like being the quote unquote good girl, right? This idea of like being compliant and being compliant uh, regardless of gender, regardless of race is sort of like a good strategy to get your first job and like maybe get your first promotion, right? It's like, yep, getting straight A's in college will help you kind of get a, hopefully a decent job, and then being really reliable at that and generally good is a great strategy to kind of get to middle management and maybe you know hopefully that works for you. So those things are necessary, uh, I would say, to maybe enter into the work world. But they're not sufficient if you want to be a great leader, if you want to be an entrepreneur, if you want to be distinctive, if you want to be disruptive, if you want to sort of the you know change the trajectory of something, an organization, a a conversation, a a movement, those things require something very different, which is not a framework and a mental model of like climbing a ladder to get more, to be generally liked, but at some point to go really specific, specific with an opinion, specific with a solution, specific with um, a strategy um, that is ultimately, where the bigger rewards for us personally, as well as financially and professionally, uh, that's where those rewards live. So I talk about that as you know, hopping lily pads. The question for us ultimately isn't, how do I move up this ladder? Well, whose ladder is that anyway? Towards a question of, what's the lily pad that you want to be yours you know, in life but also professionally? And when we find that lily pad, when we can jump to that lily pad, and say, you know what, this is awesome because this is the lily pad that I'm meant to live on. You know, this is where I do my best work. This is the one that's perfect for me. This is the one where I know I belong. Um, and I think ultimately for, for us, um, that's probably the question that we ought to be pursuing. Um, whether, you know, you're just looking at a career or you're looking to start your own business. I don't know. How does that land for you, Mike? I think it makes complete sense. You know, there's this idea that life
0: is like very like linear you know, the ladder <laughs> professionally, personally, like you, you hit these different wickets, but when you're doing a pursuit, like being an entrepreneur or something, man, you're literally just creating, right? For some of us, this stuff is like art. You know what I mean? You were just talking about that before we went live. Like this is, yeah, we do business and create stuff, but this is art for us. You can't do art like a ladder. You know, you just kind of, you know, it, you diagonal, you go over here, you go over there, but you do need this idea of a general focus of where you're headed. You know, I'll use myself for an example. I really enjoy addressing issues on race, culture, and business from the perspective of an African-American Naval Academy graduate, Marine officer, and black veteran, you know? Hmm. So I look at opportunities that allow me to do that and express myself in that way, which is why I got into podcasting. Ten years ago, hell, two years ago, wouldn't have never thought about it. But now it just makes perfect sense for me, given the absence of people like myself's voices, right? I just don't see a lot of voices of black veterans. So, you know, I start to use the the podcast platform as a way to express it. Um, Mm -hmm. But That's not a linear thing. It's not like, oh, Mike, you're a boxing coach. You start this nonprofit, now you need to do a podcast. No, I just, I saw a lily pad and I took a leap.
1: That's so it. And, And talking about this as being an artist is I think, just a great metaphor, and I think we've used this before. But you know, it's not um, being technically good at watercolors. I'm not an artist, so I don't know if that's even a thing. I think it is. Yeah, watercolors. You know, being technically good at, wa- at watercolors will is is helpful to become an artist. But at some point, just continuing to get technically proficient at doing watercoloring. There's no kind of, you know, there, there's a ceiling to that. At some point we want to know, but like, what's your art trying to tell us, you know, what is the art that only you can produce? Because if we can just make a good watercolor, like that's great. If we want to just sort of do generic art and, you know, you know, we get, you know, the periodic commission to kind of come make something that is is predictable. Uh, but at some point, you know, what we really want to know is like, well, what's the art that you make that no one else could make? That that when we look at it, we know it's yours, and that is, I think, what makes for distinctive value. If you're if you're trying to be an entrepreneur, it's just that thing that you can do, and sometimes it's because of who you are, and where you are, and what you are that you're able to do that. You know, Mike, you talking about being a, a leader in this moment as we go through this, you know, conversation about rec- you know racial reconciliation and and people get trying to get their heads around that. Like you have a giant platform that you have uh, leverage to say, look, I, I have an opinion here and I have a lived experience here that can be unique and valuable. And that's a lily pad that like you only you in many ways can sort of jump to and, and speak from. And, uh, I think people have this around themselves in ways that they sometimes don't give themselves credit for. You know, you might be the, let's go to a really benign example. You might be the only person on your block. Who's like an extrovert but you know that your whole block like ought to have some sense of community. And you're like, look, no one else is gonna organize the barbecue or the potluck. Like I'll do it because you're the extrovert. So like you just, you know, put out some flyers and go down the block, are like, hey, everyone, let's get together. And everyone's like, oh, we're so glad that you did that because we're not the extroverts, but you are. But we knew that we needed it. We just didn't know how to go about doing it for ourselves. Right? And so that kind of a contribution is about knowing like, Hey, there's a lily pad here. There's, there's something specific I can do. Um, And it's not, you know, you don't need to earn your way into that. You know, this is the, the interesting thing. You just need to know that that's an opportunity and go straight to it. You know, it's, I think we, we are taught from a young age that we just need to be good. And like straight A's is, you know, or straight B's like a three point four GPA is like better than a 2.0. But what I would say is when it comes to entrepreneurship, or frankly, if it, when it comes to like what I'll call, um, senior leadership or more, more distinctive contribution in the world, it's far less about being a 3.4, having a 3.4 GPA, or even having a 4.0 GPA. We'll take the 2.0 GPA. If there is something on your report card that says this person is a plus plus, there is something that this person does that literally we don't know where else to go for it. You know, that is where you create distinctive opportunities for yourself, but that requires a mindset shift to say like, I'm not trying to sort of just generally be good. I'm not trying to earn my way into, you can't earn your way into distinctiveness. You just got to go. You got to go to that place where, you know, Hey, I've got something to do here or add here or build here that no one else is gonna do. But when I do it, there's gonna be big attention for it and it's gonna have a reaction. And that's, you know, that's sort of the genesis, I think, of how you start a business, even though we don't talk about it like that. Yeah, I'm a big
0: fan of that. Like, and I this this is rarely, fairly new to me in a sense of like the last probably like five or six months, just kind of really understanding what people mean when they say, you know, niche niche down, own a category, kind of being the king of your own category. And I think the challenge a lot of people try to One of the challenges a lot of entrepreneurs make is we try to position ourselves in a market as like a cheaper solution or a more expensive solution or premium solution instead of being, hey, we're the only one that can deliver this product or service to you.
1: Totally. I mean, and especially with like an early stage business, it's rarely, I mean, I'm sure someone who's more sophisticated will call me out on this, but I'll say it anyway. It's rarely about price. It's, it's literally as simple as I love this and I don't know where else to get this or I love this and I don't know where else to get this and definitely not at this price. Um, but usually the price isn't relevant. You know, usually what we're creating is just we're presenting opportunities um, that people don't otherwise have access to, you know, and we know that because we're usually offering these opportunities in the communities in which we live and operate, you know, virtually as well as in person. You know, Bunker Labs was just simply, "Hey, uh, I'm a veteran who started a business. Let's see if other veterans want to start businesses. Let's start a program, see who shows up, and you know, like we talked about in the last podcast, let's solve for that. Let's actually see if there are veterans who want to start businesses, and if we can help them actually do that, and then if we if we can, then." Let's charge now. In this case, it's not charging the veterans; it's not for profit. But we'll go to funders and say, "Hey, we've actually figured out how to help veterans start businesses. We are veterans who have started businesses, and we'd like for you to sponsor that." And they're like, "Yeah, okay, we'll sponsor it because we know that you've done it, and this is what something that we care about." And so, yeah, here's the resources to keep going. Um, and so, you know, we we have an opportunity to um, really do distinctive things in the world, and actually, the more specific in some ways, the better. Um, And that requires an understanding of really, what are we good at? What's the unique thing that we are really, really good at? Um, And everyone who's listening to this right now, I I know you're good. You're really good at something. And maybe it's not even, you know, your talent per se, but you have a really specific idea about something that would be helpful. It can be as benign as like, You know, I really know that like this community, people would love a 24 hour restaurant because we don't have one, but people are always out late. You know, it's like, you just know, you have that idea. Well, okay, cool. Like pop up a food truck, see what happens, you know, show up with a trunk full of sandwiches and see if people buy them at midnight. You know, I don't know. But it's it's either the thing that we know that we're in a position to do because of our lived experience and our history and our expertise, or it's something that we see, people would really maybe gravitate towards. um, But the more specific that we get, uh, the better off, uh, you know, the more value we can actually bring. And that, you know, I I hope it's a liberating message for people because what that says is you don't need fancy degrees. You don't need, um, you know, a 40-year track record. There's some things in this world that only 16-year-olds can tackle, you know? There's some things in this world that only 80 year olds can tackle. Um, there's some things in this world where you have to live in a rural community to be the person that can solve it. There's some, then there's some things that you know you have to be a professional athlete to solve. But you're, we're all sitting in a place of unique networks, thought processes, expertise, lived experience, and and how we can put those things together in such a way that, again, the people close to us and the customers say, I really need it or I really want it. And I don't know where else to get it. If we can sort of just be that answer, then, you know, we're going to start a great business. I'll tell you, you know, I'll use myself an example, right?
0: And this isn't like a legit business for me, but this whole podcasting thing, you know, I started this as a way to express myself. And you know what happened? People in my network, like my immediate network, I'm the only one they know with a podcast. You know, I've had people say that to me. They're like, I don't really know anybody else with a podcast. So when it comes to podcast stuff, you know, who do they reach out to? me, just because I'm the closest one to them. So even within your own circle, you can get super nichey of like, yo, if you're looking for the voice of a, of, if you want the true perspective of African-American veteran, you know, Marine, you know, talk to me, I will give it to you. And I think that like, I've just kind of created my own niche around basically just being me.
1: Yeah. And that's powerful, you know, and I, that's, you know, to me, it's, it's the beginning for, uh, you know, it's the begin. That's how businesses start. Right. And it's not like we don't need, we don't need, um, generic sort of voices like the other voices we need, like we need Mike Stebman's voice and Mike Stebman's voice is really specific to my, who Mike Steadman is, uh, and what he's done. Um, and, and everyone who's listening, you know, you have something like that, that's unique to who you are. Um, and, and, you know, the, the challenge here is like, it, it, you know, they can't call you for help with the podcast unless you've gone out there and started the podcast, you know. But that's where, like we talked about last time, you got to solve it first. You got to do it first. You got to say, Hey, I've actually got a, a, a good podcast, you know, and you've listened to it and you've heard it. Now people can come find you and say, Hey, I heard it. It's good. I liked it. Now help me do it. Right. And now that's, again, it's just the simplicity of that's how we begin to to build this business is by demonstrating that proficiency, that expertise, proving that people want it, that we can solve it, and then, you know, letting it kind of grow from there. And, um, but none of that happens by being really, really good. That all happens, I mean, yeah, in some ways it's about being good, but it's about also being really specific, you know, and for the networks that you've got and for who you are and the thing, you know, the conversations that you're starting or the problems that you're solving. And there's a point you brought up, Todd, where you
0: kept saying, you know, past success really doesn't predict future performance. So, you know, people start to move into spaces where they're like, I'm not an expert. I don't really have a background in this, right? I feel like you just need to be competent enough, right? Competent enough to go find the answers and then, you know, be comfortable operating at the edge of your own competency, you know? So, like a lot of us, like, we're not experts. Me and Todd put this podcast together. You know, we're learning as we're going. Now I have a little bit of track record ahead, but Todd's going to come out of this thing knowing way more about audio and podcasting and and flow and stuff like that. Um, But again, we're learning as we're growing. So don't let your, you know, you not being an expert in this space, you know, deter you from wanting to jump in there, especially if no one is solving the unique niche or value add that you're bringing.
1: Yeah, I mean this is so important. People take them because people self-select out uh, of of doing things because they think, well, I um I don't I haven't earned enough credentials in order to go do the thing that I want to do. I was talking to someone who wants to run for office, you know, and they have in their head this narrative of, well, I need to first get an MBA and then I got to go and sort of build connections in the community and then I um and then I got to, you know, sort of get to know the establishment players and then earn some of their endorsements. And then and then I'll have what I need to sort of run for office. And again, it's this kind of, I'm like, that's, I don't wanna call it like, I guess old school, but that's like old school thinking of accrual towards an earned like reward for work. And that I'm like, that works if you have like a big HR department and you plan to stay at that same job for a long time that thinking will work. But if it's something like run for office or start a business, you it doesn't matter. I'm like, here's what you need to to if you want to, you know, run for office and win, here's what you need to do. Step 1, run for office. Like step 1, run for office. You know that there is no sort of gating activity and and you know, the market will tell you like, "Hey, we don't want you now. This isn't your time." Okay, fine. You know, but you learn. Um And so I think that we, um, we, if we're going to go start things in the world and pursue our creative potential, just know that you don't, your past success doesn't, doesn't set you up for that, but you also don't, it doesn't hinder that. That's the beauty of this. You want to become a world famous artist, like go create world renowned art, you know, like That that's it. And and this sounds sort of obvious when we talk about artists, but I want everyone to think of themselves as an artist. You know, you don't need like another art degree. It's like, well, you know, like no one cares what's on your resume. No one cares that like, I've won awards for my, for my art, or I have, you know, taken the following courses to get really skilled at, you know, watercolors. I just want to know, like, does your art rock my world It's like, wow, that arts crazy. Or wow, that song, have you heard this song? Or, wow, have you listened to this podcast? Or, wow, have you tried this lemon cake? Uh, or, wow, have you stayed? At, have you been to a wedding at this one venue? Um, we just need to answer that, you know? And, and that doesn't require like a long resume. No one cares about your resume. You know, if you get out there and it's relevant, like, it, you know, Mike, as I listen to your podcast, Native Son, you're talking about, you know, issues of being a you know, black man in America, a Marine, and, you know, what your experience of this is. I'm not like, well, what makes him qualified to talk about this? It's just like, no, I'm, I'm in the story. I'm in, I'm, I'm, I'm in it with you. And the credibility is because you're having the conversation, you know, and it's because it's your life. And so we, we are qualified today to go do the thing that it is that we want to do. And all we have to do is start, um, you know, more degrees, more A's, it just isn't going to move you forward. There's a point in our lives at which we say, okay, I'm clear on what it is I want to be doing and talking about and creating. I just got to go do it. And then that's, that's actually where the real world education begins. As we close out
0: this episode, I want us to wrap up with a point that I think is really important for our listeners is this concept of happiness, right? And that happiness is not about alignment, not achievement, but that you can work, work can equal play, especially as like an entrepreneur. You know, and what I've in my research, what I've discovered is see everybody thinks they're seeking happiness when what they're really seeking is in excitement. It's the excitement of every day getting up and working towards something. And that's why, you know, a lot of people have this upper limit problem after they achieve a goal. They're like really depressed, you know, because they lose that sense of excitement. It was all the anticipation and working towards it. I'm curious to hear your thoughts
1: around this. Yeah, I mean, happiness is like that's what this is about. You know, I mean. There are other uh, podcasts, lots of them, about making a lot of money. This is not a podcast about making a lot of money. This is a podcast about starting um, and and hopefully not creating risk for yourself, but just starting. Uh, And why do we start? Because we wanna have fulfillment. We want our voices to be expressed. We want our unique and crazy ideas that we think would be awesome, to come to light because we think if we think it's awesome, someone else is going to think it's awesome. So happiness is the goal. And uh, and we don't, you know, it's interesting in, in psychological studies of experiences is like we don't really distinguish in retrospect between an experience that is two days long versus an experience that is two weeks long. You know, it's like if you go on a vacation and you're in the same resort, you don't love it three times more because it, because it was six days than if it was two days. It's like, it's one memory. It's about the same. And we just have an appreciation for it. And, you know, I think for our lives, you know, it's like, we want every day to feel like you got to wake up, do what mattered to you and find that fulfillment and that, you know, work, this is the aspiration. Work is play. I would choose to do the things that I'm going to do any given day. And by virtue of me doing that, which is play, choosing to do what I want to be doing, um, that somehow there's money coming in, you know, that there's like a job that sort of follows that um, a self-employment um, or maybe a job working for someone else. That's great, too. You know, but the goal is fulfillment. And that's, you know, what you and I care about, Mike, and that, you know, we're going to keep talking about it. Absolutely. So thank you all
0: for tuning in again. Do us a favor and subscribe to the Third Shift Entrepreneur Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or whatever listening service you're using today, your reviews are greatly appreciated. You can also visit thirdshiftentrepreneur.com where you can purchase the book, sign up for our newsletter, and hear tips and pointers i will help you keep your day job while building your dream job. You can also purchase the book on Amazon's, at Barnes & Noble, and from other major book outlets. Thanks again for tuning in and see you on the next episode where we, be, where we will be discussing getting paid to learn. Peace, everyone.